You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The excitement about Justin Fields in Chicago feels differently than it did in 2017 when the Bears drafted Mitch Trubisky. But is that just recency bias and us getting our hopes up again for a potential franchise quarterback? Or is there something truly different about this pick compared to the last one? This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm an analyst for Pro Football Focus, and I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter at CoxSports1. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnBears. You can like Locked On Bears on Facebook or join the Locked On Bears Facebook group for even more Bears talk. Don't forget about our other Locked On Chicago podcasts, Locked On Bulls, Locked On Cubs, Locked On White Sox, and Locked On Blackhawks as well. But today on Locked On Bears, we're answering the big offseason question. Why does it feel differently now with Justin Fields than it did four years ago with Mitch Trubisky? They're both rookie quarterbacks, highly touted at the top of the draft, supposed to be the cure to the franchise's quarterback woes. But something about this pick just feels differently, and we're going to figure out why. And so for this podcast, I've enlisted your help. The listeners of this show, I had you call in, leave your voicemails in the Locked On Bears voicemail and text line, and boy, did we get a lot of them. So I've gone through the best of the best, and we're going to sort of sort this down into three main themes that come out throughout these answers. It's the narrative around the draft pick and the feeling of this draft compared to that 2017 draft. It's Justin Fields' experience and what we saw from him at Ohio State compared to what we saw from Mitch Trubisky at North Carolina, as well as a feeling of making up for what they missed in 2017 and how the Justin Fields feeling might not feel this way if we didn't have the Mitch Trubisky experience first. I really want to thank everyone who called in to share their answers. I wish I could include all of them, but we got literally dozens and there's just not enough time on the podcast. The whole podcast would just be, you know, 30 minutes of just voicemail answers from people calling in and it was it was phenomenal we got a nice wide variety of perspectives and so I tried to sort of sort it down to some of the best of the best and really categorize it into some themes here so we're not getting too much repetition from different people saying the same thing over and over again I think the most frequent theme I heard throughout the answers in this I guess sort of informal poll that didn't have really a multiple choice option but the thing that kept coming up the most was how much we saw of Justin Fields in college football compared to relatively how little we saw of Mitch Trubisky. And I think this voicemail in particular from Travis in Houston illustrates a lot of that larger point. Hey, what's going on? This is Travis down in Houston, Texas. I just want to say the biggest difference I feel like is Mitch didn't have four years of college football, of pristine college football under his belt. I was excited about Mitch, but I was honestly way more disappointed on how we went about going to get him, overlooking Deshaun. I don't, there was just things that happened that I didn't really agree with. I was pumped up about the rookie QD. He had a good season his senior year, but that was about it. I knew that it was a big risk 
with Fields, I feel like there's way less of a risk. We got a really good team around him that is solid, that will keep pushing him forward, and that, that kid wants to work. And as long as he wants to work, I think it's going to work out just fine. I think he's going to be the one to take us to win that championship, baby. Fair enough. I think there's even a little more to it than just Fields had more games under his belt and maybe also more big games under his belt and more bigger moments. But I think it does speak to something a little bit greater here about what these two quarterbacks went through in their college careers. And I thought Xavier from Indiana did a good job of pointing out some of the deeper similarities here and how their two paths diverged. The difference is just the body of work in the college level between the two. Yeah, Justin Fields had his battles with and whatever went down in Georgia, whereas Trubisky tried to stay in North Carolina, battled it out until his senior year, and didn't even do nothing really that special. Whereas Justin Fields, after he got out of Georgia, went to Ohio, Columbus, and just scorched college football. He looked better than Trevor Lawrence in head-to-head matchups, so... Lots of great points from Travis and Xavier there, and I do want to be careful to avoid any kind of revisionist history here or remembering things differently than they were. You know, like when I think back to Mitch Trubisky, it wasn't as though he didn't play in any big games. It was only one season. It was, you know, a bowl game against Stanford. I think it was the Sun Bowl back then. But, you know, he went and had a pretty good performance against a good Florida State team in Florida State on the road early in that season. A big game against Virginia a little bit later on. His main real stinker was against Virginia Tech, but that was in the game where Hurricane, I think, Matthew at the time was coming in and the weather was insane for that game. So you tend to not hold that one against the quarterback. Maybe not as great against Stanford as you would have liked, but let him on a fourth quarter comeback, scored a late touchdown with less than a minute left and they couldn't convert the two-point conversion and they lost by two. So there were those moments there for Trubisky, but clearly a lot more of them from Justin Fields and what feels like a more consistent and higher level of play throughout the two years of Justin Fields that we saw at Ohio State uh, above what we had seen from Mitch Trubisky. But I think there's more to it than just putting these two prospects next to each other on a big board and saying, well, Justin Fields is greater than Mitch Trubisky, and therefore we should go all in on this quarterback and feel like this is the one that's going to be different. There's something that's a little bit more of a feeling around this, and I think it comes a little bit more from the draft narrative and the media and sort of the way even other fans of other teams talk about these prospects and this draft. And, and we'll start to we'll start to make this abstract idea a little bit more concrete next on Locked On Bears. I don't think we ever saw Mitch Trubisky with quite this high of odds for Offensive Rookie of the Year at betonline.ag. Right now, Justin Fields is plus 700 to win the award, just behind Trey Lance at plus 650, both of them pretty well behind the favorite Trevor Lawrence at plus 350, and Mac Jones with the Patriots right up in there as well at plus 750. It's a nice potential return on investment if Fields gets on the field early and has the types of performances that we envision him having in Chicago at some point down the line. So now is the time to get your money in at betonline.ag. They've got tons of NFL odds right now, even in the middle of the offseason, plus 
basketball and hockey playoffs, baseball odds, golf, soccer, tennis, you name it, they've got it at betonline.ag. So sign up today for a free account and enter our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your free 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. You never have to worry about whether you made the right pick when you're selecting a flavor of Built Bars. They're truly the best-tasting protein bars ever, and you can't go wrong with any of their delicious flavors. I've tried every single one of them. I can tell you personally, they are all delicious. They're all low-sugar, low-calorie, high-protein, and high-fiber, and covered in 100% real chocolate. So they really do taste like candy bars, but they have the nutrients of a protein bar. I particularly enjoy salted caramel. For me, it's like a guilt-free Milky Way, but... Even the fruit flavors, the mint brownie, the peanut butter brownie, whatever your sweet tooth is, Built Bar has a flavor for you. So head on over to BuiltBar.com and use our promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Chicago Bears fans have had a difficult history with the word narrative and narratives when it comes to quarterbacks. I think back to the Jay Cutler era when that was always the word we used to talk about how Jay Cutler was talked about. You know, the narrative about him being a poor leader or his body language on the sideline, even false narratives that came out about the 2010 NFC Championship game where, you know, was he hurt? Was he not hurt as though he was, like, faking an injury in the second biggest playoff game in recent Chicago Bears history? I mean, a lot of it was overblown and unnecessary and off-putting for Bears fans. It was like, man, we're sick of the narrative about this Bears quarterback and we're sick of the narrative about Bears quarterbacks. And so I can, I can feel some of this tension with this idea of the narrative around Justin Fields coming into Chicago, and it's, it's going the other direction now. Like The narrative is that this is a great pick. You know, Everyone said they liked the Bears draft pick, and, and as much as we try not to let that idea shape our thoughts and feelings about a Bears quarterback, especially when we disagree with what that narrative is, when it is sort of in line with what you want to think, it can be easy to be a little bit more swayed in that regard by what you hear and see from other people on television or even just other strangers in the bar watching ESPN on the TV talking about the draft. You know, it all is a little bit easier to accept. And I think as you start to parse out why the narrative feels that way, you can start to see how this makes the Justin Fields pick feel differently than Mitch Trubisky. I thought Todd from Las Vegas did a really good job of spelling this out for us in a voicemail. Good morning, Lauren. This is Todd in Las Vegas. I put it to a buddy of mine that I was cautiously ecstatic when we drafted him. Um, Just a prospect alone is something I think is unique that we've never seen. I think what makes me most, I guess, pleased is that, you know, the general feeling around the pick is... uh, something I've never experienced from the media to the fan standpoint. And I think the narrative is flipping for the Bears in that sense. I, I, the pessimism is going away. And I think that's, uh, regardless if he works out or not, I think that general sense of fresh air and that, that belief in the organization is good for any team and will be especially good for the Bears and will hopefully help them overcome this uh, 
80-year drought of quarterbacks. And then also we didn't get Gavin Newsom. So I think that's also a very positive thing. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Just know, Todd, I could have edited that last part out and no one would have known and I would have been able to protect my ego. But no, I'm willing to allow you to get that fun poke in there at the end that in the pre-draft process, I did a whole podcast talking about Greg Newsom, the cornerback from Northwestern. And I kept referring to as Gavin Newsom, who is the governor of Florida, not the cornerback prospect. The Bears were potentially interested in the draft. So a good reminder there and knocking me down a few pegs as well. Appreciate the voicemail, Todd. And I think it, it speaks to this idea, right? It feels much less toxic in the discussions around the Chicago Bears. You know, it was a lot of like, what's going to go wrong? And, and we were really conditioned for a lot of things going wrong with big quarterback decisions around this team because, of course, we have been fooled me once. You know, shame on me. Fool me twice. Shame on you. We've seen Mike Glennon and Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles, and you know now it's Andy Dalton. And so, of course, we didn't have tons of reasons to be hopeful and optimistic, but Justin Fields changed that, and it changes the narrative too. And that's important when you compare it to the narrative back in the 2017 draft in particular, when they did draft Mitch Trubisky. And I was glad we had Chris from Chicago call in with this voicemail to add some good perspective on that, that you, you, we kind of forget about it if you don't sit back and think at what things were like headed into that draft as opposed to how things played out from that first round. Hey, Lauren, Chris from Chicago here. First of all, love the podcast. Keep up the great work. Um, just responding to the question that you posed in the latest podcast, and I think it's a great one because it's something that I've been thinking about a lot this past week. When talking about my feelings or initial feelings about the Mitch pick back in 2017, I think it's important to give some context around how that 2017 quarterback class was being talked about leading up to the draft. Um, you know, the Bears had the third overall pick, and I remember reading all the mock drafts and analysis, and I remember that class wasn't a very highly regarded one. You know, Mitch and Deshaun were kind of like the two quarterbacks, but even then, they weren't really being talked about can't-miss prospects. With Mitch, it was kind of all potential on paper, and with Deshaun – you know, he had a great resume, he won a championship, but there were questions about his accuracy and also injury histories. You know, Mahomes went 10th overall and Deshaun went 12th overall. So if it was clear that they were going to be the players they ended up being, they would have been the number one and number two picks. So anyway, to talk about the Mitch uh, pick, when we picked him immediately, I was pretty upset because I wanted Jamal Adams, but I figured if we were going to go quarterback, I wanted Deshaun. So Disappointed that we went with Mitch, but immediately after that, I kind of turned to, I guess I could say, cautious optimism because for better or for worse, he was our QB. And so I wanted to support him and, and I hoped that he would pan out. And while, you know, Mitch certainly had his moments uh, here and there, it was clear that he was not the franchise guy. Uh, with Justin Fields, it, it's night and day. I mean, this guy not only has the potential, but his resume speaks for itself. I mean, two fantastic years at OSU. This past year, he leads his team to a national championship, and to do that, he outplays Trevor Lawrence in that semifinal game, and Trevor Lawrence being the number one quarterback this draft. So, you know, you have all of that on-field resume stuff, but then when you listen to Justin Fields speak, I mean, he just seems so much more confident in himself, and he has sort of this even keel personality, doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low. And that's the quarterback that I want leading the Bears in those big situations. So 
for me, it's night and day. It's like with Mitch, I had a lot of questions. With Justin, uh, I have no questions. So anyway, I love the podcast. Keep up the great work. Thanks. I really think that's one of the more critical aspects of this that Chris brought up, so I'm glad he did. Just how that 2017 draft felt in the moment. That, yes, Bears fans were ready to embrace Mitch Trubisky with open arms and anoint him the franchise quarterback and the savior of the team, but that wasn't everyone's initial reaction to the pick when they did trade up. It wasn't super clear that they were going to take a quarterback in that spot, and it wasn't super clear who the quarterback was going to be in that spot or who the best quarterback was available or who the best quarterback was even going to be in that draft. And so there was a lot more of this sort of uneasiness or unknown, maybe maybe not so uneasy, but just unknown. It was optimistic unknown that hope that things could be greater than they were with Mitch Trubisky, but it was much less sure of a feeling in that moment as compared to Justin Fields where we feel a lot more clear about what he is and at least what the Bears are getting to start, and then from there it's how far the potential can go. It sort of hints at the other big underlying, almost elephant in the room here with with Trubisky and and Fields, and it, it dates back to 2017 and how this feels like it's making up for the mistake of the previous draft. And I think to some extent these two quarterbacks are connected. And this feeling is connected. And we'll try and explore exactly where that connection is and how they feed into each other next on Locked On Bears. It finally feels like the Bears found the right part for them. And I know you can always find the right part for you at rockauto.com. They're a family business that have been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. They've got everything you could possibly need for your vehicle. Whether you're fixing up a classic car in the garage or just need a tune-up on your daily commuter, you can get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Did you know that some of the chain parts stores will have different price tiers for the professional mechanics versus the do-it-yourselfers like us? But rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody. So don't spend up to twice as much for the same parts somewhere else. Check out rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com We'll never be able to know how this Justin Fields pick would have felt had the Bears never drafted Mitch Trubisky. Maybe the Bears wouldn't be in this position to draft Justin Fields and they would have drafted a different quarterback in 2018 or you know Sam Darnold or whatever, you, however you want that alternate reality to go. But I can't help but feel like this feeling is intrinsically tied to what the Bears did in the past and how this feels like, to some extent, a second chance at making that decision, again, with different players in a different situation. But, like, for me, Justin Fields feels more like the Deshaun Watson of this draft class. And maybe, for for our purposes, it's not a great one-to-one translation, but maybe Trey Lance is more the Patrick Mahomes-type pick, and maybe... Mitch Trubisky is more Mac Jones. I mean, again, I'm not I'm not in love with exact one-to-one transitions there, but 
it feels like this is getting the guy that the Bears didn't get before. And I think that lends so much power to this feeling of like they finally got it right. We got a call from John from Alabama that I think really summarized this feeling well. Hey, Lauren, it's John from Montgomery, Alabama. I wish I could look at these situations independently, but the truth of the matter is having Mitch Trubisky as your quarterback makes Justin Fields that much more appealing because Justin Fields is praised as a downfield thrower. I mean, we've seen it on numerous occasions, and maybe that has something to do with it as well. You know, Trubisky coming from a smaller school that you don't see as much in big primetime spots, that has to contribute to it a little bit. We've seen Justin Fields. My first time seeing Justin Fields, honestly, I didn't watch a whole lot of him because I'm here in Alabama, so, you know, it's mainly SEC. But when he played Clemson was my first time, and, and my immediate thought when seeing Justin Fields in college, especially seeing him in that game against Clemson, was, man, I wish the Bears could find a way to draft this guy. And lo and behold, it happened. So there's just been a lot of, hype behind Fields and behind the connection that he has with just the style of play that the Bears are looking to run on offense and and who he is as a player and as a person. You know, because that Clemson game also featured a ton of grit and heart and determination. And I'm not saying Mitch didn't have those things, but when you see a guy go out there on a big stage like that and put the team on his back, that's important and it makes you want to root for that guy and it really makes you want to see that guy in Chicago Bears colors in the in the in the blues in in orange I mean it makes you want to see this guy under center and I mean obviously when you draft Trubisky there's a little bit of hype there he's the number one overall or number I think it was two overall pick but that was also questioned repeatedly ad nauseum by the media because Trubisky didn't really prove it in college. I mean, he had a few good starts, and I guess you could say he had some intangibles, but it's a completely different situation with Justin Fields. There's a track record that you can look at and say, hey, look, this guy is a stud. This guy has a future in the NFL. And I think that ultimately that's what makes the difference. The track record is definitely important for Fields. You know, It's not a guarantee that he's going to work out and be a Pro Bowl Hall of Fame quarterback by any means, but you feel like after missing some of that with Mitch, there, you know, there's such a larger risk feeling, at least. I don't know that there's any sort of empirical data or analysis on you know, experience and track record panning out in the NFL exactly, but it feels like with Fields, you know a little bit more of what you're getting and what you're not. It, it's more about, I think, that floor there as opposed to the ceiling, and the ceiling is where you can argue until you're blue in the face. But I think it's also important to understand sort of the the feeling about these picks, Mitch and Justin, coming into the draft and sort of what some of our expectations were going into that first round. And I thought Kalen from Illinois really did a good job of kind of setting the stage a little bit for why those two picks felt very differently in how they were built up to. Hey, Lauren. Kale uh, and Harvey here, I, out from Bolingbrook. So the Mitch pick was very much, definitely knew we were going quarterback. Really thought that Deshaun was kind of the proven guy as soon as we traded up. Um, it really, really felt like Deshaun was going to be the pick. 
Um, yes, Mitch was highly regarded still in the community, but um, Deshaun was more proven, and, and obviously that translated it out. And this time around, we kind of knew quarterback was in the realm of options that we were going to trade up for. Um, you kind of figure Justin might get out of, you know, the top two or three picks. Um, so we did have that opportunity, but then it was going to be a massive trade up to possibly four, you know, maybe six um, or even five if, if the Bengals wanted to get out of Penne. But really wasn't too valid or, or reasonable of an expectation to have Justin be there. So us trading up and actually getting him, it's more of a sense of un, wasn't too believable, but, um, you know, it, it's just a, I guess a sense of reassurance that, you know, we have a possible option for the future and, um, you know, it, it's not that toolsy quarterback. It, we do have a proven winner, winner and he does have the tools and kind of high ceiling as well. So, um, it is, it is a weird feeling as a Bears fan to kind of get something that you saw was unachievable and, and something that should be pretty rock solid for, you know, years to come at the quarterback position, which, um, you know, me being in my 30s, we haven't had, you know, since I've been alive. So it is definitely exciting. It's very kind of a crazy time and uh, always good to have that solidified. So I think what it comes down to for Justin Fields versus Mitch Trubisky, it's it's a combination of all these things. It's, yes, Fields comes with more experience, big game moments, more exposure in college, perhaps also a higher level of competition, all of which leaves us feeling a little bit more sure about the quarterback that we all saw watching college football. So there's a little bit of like a personal evaluation here where so many of us can see Justin Fields and say yes good quarterback whereas with Mitch Trubisky if you weren't really into scouting the NFL draft right you maybe didn't have much exposure to Mitch Trubisky and it became much more of an unknown and a question mark and maybe an uneasiness about it and just sort of having to trust that there was untapped potential here that it was up to the Chicago Bears to I guess tap into would be the verb that comes out of that but then it's also some of the skill set in terms of Justin Fields in the mold of what you're looking for in a quarterback for this offense. He seems to have the baseline accuracy that you're looking for and some of the things that will contrast what we saw from Mitch Trubisky and help us fill some of that void that we've been feeling in, in terms of deficiency at the quarterback position. But then it's also the draft class and feeling like the Bears got a top quarterback in the draft that other teams wanted and that other teams were interested in and even though teams pass on him teams pass on good quarterbacks all the time that's not that's not a very valid reason without some if you can give me an explicit reason as to why a team passed on him to say oh they passed on him because of his epilepsy or whatever sure then that counts but then it's not about the passing it's about the reason why they passed and just the idea that well 11 teams can't be wrong is not true at all 11 teams are often wrong when it comes to the NFL draft but it's like with this draft Fields was one of the top guys. He was one of the one of the ones you you either got to get him or else you're really not going to get much. You don't really feel sure about the guys after him. Whereas in Mitch's draft, you didn't really feel that sure about any of the prospects. As much as many of us wanted Deshaun Watson, even at the time, without hindsight to help, it was still not a sure thing 
that Deshaun Watson would pan out in the NFL. Certainly a far from a sure thing with with Patrick Mahomes. And yet now it feels like this is getting that more sure thing. And whereas then it was kind of taking a chance on a guy and putting all your faith in him and hoping that he was going to be good, but it just doesn't quite carry the same cachet. And so then you add on top of it that everyone around NFL media and in the draft community all see this as a good pick. It all just sort of adds up to this different feeling about Justin Fields, even though he's picked later, even though he fell past more teams. It just feels like there is more to this. There's a stronger foundation underneath it. There's just a different level of confidence that comes with this pick. And some of that absolutely is going to be recency bias, that this is new and fresh, and it just it just has to feel different because we're experiencing it now, and the last thing we experienced was four years ago. And we don't fully remember that time and that feeling as clearly as what we feel right now. But you can't deny the hype here and just how Bears fans almost universally feel about Justin Fields, whereas there was some discrepancy, at least initially with the pick with Mitch, as far as some not fully on board with that selection and being surprised or upset about the way that pick planned out. Some people have said, expressed that the Bears gave up too much to to trade up for Justin Fields, but I think with Mitch, it was a little bit more about the prospect, and the trade didn't feel good either, but it was still a little bit more about the prospect in that conversation. So this has been, I think, a really enjoyable process to kind of think through this through some different lenses and some different perspectives. I really appreciate every single person who called in and left a voicemail. I don't know. We only got through, what, like six or seven of them on the podcast today. We had dozens, and I want to guarantee you, if you called in, I listened to every single one of them. I went through every single one. I had to narrow it down. I kind of wanted to fit them into these sort of categories and silos, and I didn't want to have too much repetition, so I, I gave a little bit of priority to certainly the the better answers, the ones that gave some really clear and, and informative thoughts and things that were helpful to extend the discussion on the podcast. Also, people who got in a little bit earlier, I tried to prioritize them just a little bit more to, to reward their uh, active listening and participation. But we will definitely open things up and do more podcasts like this in the future, give you more opportunities to contribute and be a part of the conversation on the show today. So make sure then that you subscribe to Lockdown Bears so you're keeping up with all of our daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. As the days and weeks go on, we'll keep working our way through Bears off-season news. We'll keep up with all of the developments coming out of organized team activities and voluntary workouts. Lots more still coming. That way we'll get more and more action from fields and all of the new bears we'll see andy dalton take the field for the first time here in the very near future so we'll have plenty more to break down i hope you'll keep listening throughout the offseason and keep following along with us because even when there's no chicago bears football on television the podcast is still a great way to bear down 